Chapter Fifty Two of French History for English Children. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ginger Cucolo. French History for English Children by Caroline Amelia Stephen. Conclusion. Eighteen fifteen to eighteen eighty. Napoleon's death happened only sixty years ago, within the memory of our grandparents, and what has occurred since in France is so near our own times that I think there is no need to say more than a few words about it. Many of the people now alive remember it all, and there have as yet been scarcely any books written about it, so I will make my account of it very short, and I hope all my readers will live to read longer and better accounts of it hereafter. When Napoleon was sent away to St. Helena, louis the eighteenth was brought back into paris by the allies and set up there as king as he had been before he was called louis the eighteenth not louis the seventeenth because it was considered by the royalists that louis the sixteenth had gone on being king to the end of his life and that his little son louis became king at his death just as would have happened if louis had died of a natural death little louis was called louis the seventeenth by them while he lived and spoken of by that name after he was dead so that the next king had to be called louis the eighteenth he had learned that it was necessary to yield in some degree to the wishes of the people he gave them a charter or agreement to govern in a particular way by which he promised them many of the rights for which they had asked at the beginning of the revolution the right of believing what they liked, of publishing what books they pleased, and other rights of the same kind. After this he ruled quietly for nine years, when he died, and was buried with all the ceremonies that were usual in old times at the funerals of the kings of France. His brother succeeded him, and was called Charles X. This is the third instance of three brothers succeeding one another on the throne in French history, and each time there have been no more of the same family after them. It happened when the family of Capet ended with the three sons of Philip la Belle in the 14th century, when the Valois ended with the three sons of Henry II in the 16th, and now began with the Bourbons, the grandson of Louis XV in the 19th. Charles did not succeed so well as Louis had done. He made himself disliked by being entirely under the control of the priests and doing whatever they wished. The king and his ministers quarreled with the chambers that had been appointed to help him govern. After he had reigned for six years, the quarrel came to a head. Charles published five decrees, or acts, taking away some of the rights that had been promised to his subjects by the charter. At this the people were so angry that they rose in rebellion and made barricades in the streets as they used to do in old times. The king would not yield to them because, as he said, yielding had brought his brother to the scaffold but at last he agreed to change his ministers and choose some who would be pleasing to the people but when he found that this was not enough to satisfy his subjects he gave up the crown he wished his grandson to succeed him and to be called henry v but the people would not hear of this and offered the crown to his cousin the duke of orleans then charles x left france altogether he went to england and lived there for some time as a private gentleman and afterward went to austria where he died his grandson the count du chambord is alive now and it has been often proposed that he should be made king of france but he has refused the crown and there is no prospect of the french being governed again by any of louis the fifteenth's descendants the cousin of charles x who had been the duke of orleans was known as king by the name of louis philippe 
he was called king not of france but of the french to show that he had been chosen by the french people and was not king either because of birth or from having taken the crown by force which had been till then the only ways by which a man could become king of france he reigned for eighteen years there were some troubles during his reign both in and out of france in france there were risings up against the government and one year a terrible illness called cholera of which more than a million people died out of france there were wars in different countries in which the french king was concerned there were two or three attempts made to murder louis philippe but he was never hurt and on the whole the people seemed satisfied with his rule in his reign the bones of napoleon were brought from st helena to paris and solemnly buried in a fine building called the hotel des Enfolides, on the shores of the seine just at the same time a nephew of napoleon the son of his brother louis and his stepdaughter hortense whose name was louis napoleon came secretly to france and tried to stir up the army to revolt against the government he was taken prisoner and shut up in a castle from which he escaped a few years afterward in the dress of a working man it was not long before he was able to go back to france in triumph the people grew discontented with the king they held meetings and set up barricades in the streets the king then gave up the crown as charles x had done before him and left paris with the queen and his children the mob had taken away the royal carriages and they had to drive out of paris in cabs after this it was resolved that there should be a republic as there had been after the great revolution with a president for chief and two councils called the senate and the assembly to help him govern all over france deputies were chosen to make up the assembly louis napoleon was one of them a little later he was chosen president of the republic for four years and before the end of that time he had managed to prepare everything for having himself declared emperor as his uncle had been before him the army was on his side and no one made much resistance when napoleon declared that the assembly was at an end arrested his principal enemies and filled paris with troops he now governed by himself for about a year and then the crown for which he so much wished was offered to him by the people and he was crowned emperor at the palace of st cloud and took the name of napoleon the third napoleon the second was the son of napoleon the first and died when he was about nineteen he had always lived with his mother in germany and had never really governed any one napoleon the third was emperor for eighteen years he helped the english in the crimean war against russia in the year eighteen fifty five but he was not successful in his different undertakings and he soon ceased to be popular in france in the year eighteen seventy he went to war with germany thinking he was certain of success and wanting to turn away his subjects attention from his government in france but he found his enemies stronger than he expected his armies were driven back the germans marched into france without his being able to stop them and at last a battle was fought at sedan after which napoleon gave up himself and his army as prisoners to the king of prussia the french who had long been tired of the emperor now turned against him he was declared to be deposed from the throne and france for the third time became a republic napoleon went away to england with his wife and son and lived there for about two years when he died his only son went with the english army to africa where he was killed by zulus when he was twenty-three years old meanwhile the germans took several towns in france defeated all the french armies besieged paris for four months and took it made a peace called the peace of frankfort by which the province of alsace and part of lorraine were given up to them and went back again to germany all in less than a year from the time when the war began 
France has ever since been a republic, with one president after another at the head of affairs. I have now given you some account of the history of France from the time of Julius Caesar to that at which I write, and I hope that all my readers will feel inclined to learn more about it when they grow older. For if people care at all for history, that is, for knowing what has been happening to the people who lived in the world before they were born, they ought to care about the history of a nation which has been concerned with so many of the important events happening in all the other countries of Europe. The French are one of the greatest and most important nations in the world. Their history is full of interesting and amusing events, of which I have been obliged to leave the greater part untold, because there was not space in this book to hold them. And now, being come to the end of all I had to say, I will wish all my readers, who have managed to come so far as the journey's end with me, a friendly farewell. End of chapter 52 Recording by Ginger Cucolo End of French History for English Children by Caroline Amelia Stephen.